In this shortcast, Dr. Gustav Bhattacharya discusses the diagnosis and management of children with McArdle syndrome, GSD5, in New South Wales, published in August 2023. I'm delighted to talk about this work on McArdle disease or glycogen storage disease type 5. We've encountered several cases in childhood in our clinic in Sydney in New South Wales. The diagnosis was typically made in this condition from a recent review article with a delay from symptom onset to diagnosis of 29 years. So it's traditionally been thought that McArdle is not a childhood onset disorder. However, retrospectively, looking at these adults, many patients had symptoms from childhood and avoided exercise. McArdle syndrome is a very unusual type of disorder because there is no pain at rest and there is pain after about 90 seconds of exercise, which subsides after about 7 to 10 minutes or so due to a phenomenon called the second wind. Hence, when people present to a paediatrician, they may not have any signs, symptoms or biochemistry consistent with a neuromuscular disorder. And these children may be able to exercise or indeed may avoid exercise such that they never have episodes of pain or even rhabdomyolysis. So I met my first patient in Australia in 2008 and we've had several cases since then and there are 10 in the most recent report. And what's interesting about these cases and probably something fairly typical in Australia is that children do a lot of exercise in Australia in the great outdoors and many of these cases are presented in sports, carnivals and situations where they have ended up developing acute rhabdomyolysis and as a consequence of the diagnostic testing with creatinine kinases in the 50 to 200,000 range, the diagnosis of McArdle has been considered. And when we come back to these children and they refer to the metabolic physician or the pediatric neurologist, we've managed to collate the data, we've done exercise testing on the children, and then we've tried to modulate their phenotype by giving dextrose or polysaccharide, so that's sort of eight molecules of dextrose put together, in order to get over the pain and get these children into the second wind. And the reason for the timing of the second wind is really thought to be in the change from glycolytic metabolism into fat oxidation. And of course, these children cannot liberate glucose from glycogen in their muscle in the early phase of exercise. However, the first 90 seconds, those typical inherent phosphocreatine stores, which can be utilized. So the typical natural history is that they have early exercise ability, then they get excruciating pain, and it may be like ischemic pain, and then that subsides if they continue exercising into the second wind. Giving external glucose or glucose polymer allows these children to get a substrate that can reduce the pain, reduce the heart rate increase, and get them into the second win. Alternatively, patients can do a warm-up and then get into intense exercise after 10 minutes. The case series that we describe is really about the diagnosis we've made in these patients, how we've managed them, how we've exercised them, 
and in essence, some of the mistakes we've made. So typically, the best exercise test to do is a submaximal one. Most people that do exercise tests might be familiar with the Bruce protocol, but that is graded with increasing intensity. And the one child that inadvertently got a Bruce protocol ended up having severe early onset pain by three to four minutes and could not continue the exercise. And that's indicated in our paper. Conversely, we've had two other patients that were able to get into the second wind and then one was able to exercise for 30 minutes and the other was able to grade up their exercise after 10 minutes to the maximal VO2 of that particular individual so that they could actually tolerate the intense exercise. So what we're really saying is that there are ways of managing these patients probably in childhood, if they are diagnosed, that may prevent them from being sedentary and exercise avoidant and may allow them to develop a different phenotype over the course of adolescence and into adult life. So we're hoping that people can identify these patients early. And that's really the summary of this paper. If you would like to read more about this, please click the link below or go to the JMD Reports webpage. Thank you so much for listening.